I think the most important thing to remember as a personal trainer is that you are there to help someone achieve their goals. It is not about you. I think a lot of us have this idea of a personal trainer as being this like bark commands and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and you're just this like real drill sergeant kind of role that you will take and that people will conform to your way of doing things. And maybe that is the way that some personal trainers go at it. But I have come to realize that the personal part of training is a huge part. And so I am what my clients need me to be. And I am there to help support them reach their goals in whatever their goals are. So I don't know anybody that takes fitness seriously that hasn't had the thought, hmm, I wonder if I could become a personal trainer. I know I've had that thought myself and Gio, I, I know you have too. Today, we dive into becoming a personal trainer with our very own Jonica Bullock, co-host of the Built Presented by FitBod podcast. Jonica, you want to start off and give folks an idea of what was at the heart? What was at the inception of your decision to become a personal trainer? I think you're 100% correct, Michael. And I think we've seen it in the community. I think there's a lot of people and a lot of murmurings of people looking into starting to study, looking into different certifications and stuff like that. I think once fitness changes your life as drastically as it changed my life, I think there's a huge desire to follow that passion and to share that passion and to ignite that passion in other people. And so for me, I couldn't deny the fact that this journey has completely changed my life. And it has strengthened me in so many ways outside of the gym that I feel like it is really my calling to share that with other people and to share that in the way of diving in and making a huge career shift for me at this point in my life. Before we get too much into what it took to become a personal trainer, I want folks to understand this was a major shift for you, not only in your personal transformation, but in your career life too. What did you do prior mm -hmm. to becoming a personal trainer? First and foremost, I, I want to let people know that I was always a stay-at-home mom. Okay, I'm a mom of three kids. That was my first and most important role. And I loved that role. But I also had a lot of passions and a lot of talents in the area of interior decorating. As a part-time side hustle, I guess is what we call it these days, that was the business that I ran. I started a business that was called Refined Decor. I had a real talent for transforming people's spaces, for transforming pieces of furniture. There were many aspects of that career that I really, really enjoyed. It was a very creative outlet for me. I went and, and got certification for to become an interior decorator. I like to do things properly in my life. I like to feel like I have something behind my name before I actually start charging people for it, even though the requests might come in before then. That's the order that I like to go in the direction that I like to go. I started a little business. I do interior decorating. I did a lot of furniture, reflipping, purchasing things, fixing them up, painting, sanding. I have crude building skills. I'm pretty handy in the garage with most saws and just got into all of that. I did a little bit of upholstering, reupholstering. I, I have those skills as well. So I could sew and make slip covers and, and reupholster furniture and stuff. And so that was a business that I ran for probably over a decade. And it was something that I really enjoyed and was very creative for me. But then I just got to a point in my life where the, that, that requires a lot of, especially the furniture and the sewing and the upholstering, that requires a lot of space and a lot of storage of items, a lot of stock. You have to be able to keep a lot and sit on a lot of stock. And so that kind of presents 
presented its challenges at the point of my life where I'm at right now. I'm sure many people know that I went through a divorce and that seemed to give me the opportunity to reevaluate things. When you go through a divorce, it feels like a little bit of a, a new beginning. And so I took that opportunity to head back to school and decided that I was going to head back to school full time and get my personal training certification so that I could dive into that area of my life that just was something that was undeniably intertwined with who I feel I am. Janaka, it's interesting because as you mentioned and Michael mentioned, many people in the FitBot community has pursued this. Some have completed it. Others like myself, who's interested, who's taking courses and thinking about it, haven't yet completed it. But I come at it from very different reasons. My wife has a medical practice and we want to have a DEXA business where we do body composition checks. And I want to have, like you said, that authority behind the name for somebody who's doing this business. But for you, you talked about that transition, but what really sparked it? Because going from interior decorating to personal training seems to people from the outside who may not know you like a big leap. Walk us through that. I, I ran my own interior decorating business. And so running your own business has a lot of its own challenges. So I was transitioning into a different stage of life. I changed locations as to where I was living. So now currently I live in a small condo. I don't have a workshop. I always had a garage space, a workshop where I could do all of the projects that I needed to do. I felt like maybe I had exhausted that career as a solo career for myself at that point. I wanted honestly to get to the point where this was a huge part of my life. Like what I'm doing right now, fitness and nutrition is a huge part of my life. And it, so it was a little bit of a pull that I just, I couldn't really deny. And I also wanted to get into a career where initially I was working for somebody else so that there was a steady source of income coming in. I'd always been a stay-at-home mom. I need to find some financial independence for myself at this point in my life. So I wanted to get some experience. And I also wanted to participate in a gym atmosphere. I wanted to be around other people. I love people. I love working out with other people. I love introducing people to fitness. And so I wanted to have access to a lot of people. So that was why I decided that I really wanted to dive back into this and go full time. So let me just explain a little bit of that process. Like I said, I wanted certification and I wanted good certification. And initially I looked into an online program and I tried to muddle my way through that online. I struggled with that format. I struggled with the lack of deadlines. I struggled with the lack of interaction with an instructor. I struggled with like kind of finding time to dedicate myself to really buckle down and do it a certain number of hours every day. And there were just a lot of struggles to that. So I started to search for an in-person program that I could participate in. Did some homework around the city where I live, and I found a, a program that is specifically tailored for getting your personal training certification. It was full-time classes. I went starting in September of, what was that? two years ago. <laughs> wow, time kind of flies quickly, but it was a daily program. So I would go every morning, I would be in classes with other people who were there also working on their personal training. I had a wonderful instructor that I could pick his brain and ask questions and tell him, ask him to repeat things that I was struggling to internalize. We, we really could go back and forth on different topics that I was interested in. It was a really great learning environment. And we also did a practicum 
uh, portion of that, which I really, really liked. I liked being able to work in a professional atmosphere, being able to learn from other personal trainers, shadow them, learn, pick their brains as to why they're doing things the way that they're doing them. It was just really a very good, for, for an industry that's so people-oriented, I feel like it was uh, imperative for me to have access to people as I was going through that certification. Being a mother of three, a mature woman, going back to school, how was the classes made up? And was there any anxiety of going <laughs> back to school, whether you'd fit in? Because obviously people know you and you're very physically fit. But was there any sort of intimidation of the unknown? How'd you feel like going in the first day of school? Oh, 100% intimidation. I mean, intimidation to a degree. I remember like the first day of classes, they had a get to know you with all your other classmates. It was a class and we all did everything together. It wasn't like there were individual classes that you met with different people. So it was a group of us and we were moving through the program together. <laughs> and it became very apparent that I was the most mature student there by a long shot. In fact, the instructor, I joked with him on the third day and was like, ah, I could actually be your mother. Like you are the same age as my oldest son. And he thought I was joking at first, but then one of the other girls was like, no. So there were some kids there that were just fresh right out of high school, basically 18, 19 years old. And then all the way up, I was definitely the most mature student there. But some of my biggest fears were getting back into that learning aspect of my brain. Like we get out of the habit of studying and retaining information and expelling that information in a time-bound format where we have to write tests and we have to be able to re-explain the things that are in our brain and get them out on paper. And so there was a lot of anxiety for me just around that learning process again, around sitting still. Like I was in classes, I think it was like from eight o'clock in the morning until one or two in the afternoon every single day and sitting still. That's not something that I do very well. My instructor used to joke with me because I would be like, do you mind if I stand in the back or if I sit and stretch my legs? Because I don't like sitting. Like That's why I want to be a personal trainer because I don't want to sit behind a desk all day long. There was much understanding about the need to be physical, but we really bonded as a group. And I don't know, I like to claim a little bit of a part of that because I'm very much a pro- community organizing. I love to build community in whatever atmosphere I'm in. So I organized holiday get togethers for the class. We went together and we did like a wrap up and we, I tried to initiate that, that community that I love and I thrive in. And I stay in touch with a lot of the classmates that I have. We connect over social media and cheer each other on. And I love watching their endeavors and they in turn enjoy cheering me on. So I think it, it was actually a fabulous experience. It was out of my comfort zone for sure, but I think that's where all the good stuff happens, right? Not only was it out of your comfort zone, however, though, you are a woman with experience working out. And how did that help you? transition or ease the transition? Because I'm pretty sure you had more experience working out than some of those high school kids. And so how did that help you make the transition? Well, it was really great. Like I had to temper myself because I'm very outspoken. And so I didn't want to go into class and be the know-it-all of, um, but, but lifting weights was definitely really my comfort zone. I came to recognize that people come to personal training for a lot of different reasons. Not everybody in the class came to it from a love of weightlifting. There was, you know, there was dancing backgrounds. One of the other girls that was in there, she had a boxing background. One of the guys that was in there, he 
he was running a basketball program for youth. And so there were a lot of different passions that really opened my eyes to the fact that there's a lot of different directions that you can come to personal training for. It's not just for people that want to work in a gym setting and have a love of lifting weights. And one of my favorite things was we did what was called our final assignment, where everyone got to program different workouts for classmates. And it could be in their comfort zone, the things that they were comfortable. And it allowed each of my classmates to show where they really shined. And I love watching people in their element, watching my classmate in her boxing element. She posts some pictures and videos on Instagram all the time. And she is on fire and she is in that moment and she is in her power when she is in her boxing ring and she is doing her thing. And I love it. So I loved being able to see and having my eyes open to the fact that people come to personal training and will take it in many, many different directions. So for the folks listening that may want to pursue this, there's a number of certification programs available in the States anyway. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that compares with Canada. But in the States, the ones that I researched, the International Sports Sciences Association or ISSA, there's the National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Trainer Program or NASM. Mm -hmm. There's the National Council on Strength and Fitness. That's the NCSF program. And then there's the a popular one that I looked into, which is the American Council on Exercise or the ACE program. Those are the popular ones in the United States. And each of them have their different focus points and costs associated with them. Tell the listeners which program you pursued. I actually pursued the local because I received a diploma from the school that I went to. So I have a diploma and I also have certification. And the certification that they subscribe to is ACE. And I came to realize that that's something that's recognized a lot of different places. So it seemed like it was uh, very advantageous for me to have that certification. So I know that you guys looked into a lot of the different certifications that you just mentioned there, Michael. Do you guys have an understanding of kind of what the distinction is between each of the programs. I know people have reached out to me asking me if one is better than the other. They've they've thrown some out there and I don't really have an understanding. I haven't done enough research to know the differences, but what are some of the generalized differences that you guys could maybe throw out there? I know that as I looked into each of the programs, the two that stuck out for me as the most comprehensive and the most readily available in terms of online programs where I could go and pursue these certifications were the NASM and the ACE. Mm -hmm. And as I looked into them, the NASM was a little bit more expensive and it seemed much more focused on a comprehensive approach to personal and fitness and even some nutritional training mm -hmm. associated with that. And then I ultimately decided to, I purchased the NASM program, but then I pursued the testing and certification through the ACE program. And to be honest with you, I think the ACE was a little easier. I don't know if that's what I found. I found the NASM book was a lot bigger and then the ACE practice questions just seemed like something that I pretty much already had a, a good understanding of. So I ended up ultimately pursuing ACE. Uh -huh. For me, it was different and I'm going to cop out here because my brother-in-law is a personal trainer and he's NASM. And so because of him and he had a successful business in personal training for a while, I just went with his recommendation. Like Michael, I did look at both of them. But when somebody recommends something that's close to you and you've seen their success, that's why I went with NASM. And I'm yeah. this close to finishing it. I just have to take what's the course when you have to save somebody? What's it called? CPR. Um, 
CPR, CPR yes, training. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just have to take some. Therapy. I think knowing the name of the knowing the name of the course is a big. <laughs> yeah, I know what help, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's share with the listeners. There's some some basic guidelines around the costs that you should be looking to pay. Mm-hmm. Let's just focus on ACE and NASM for the time being. Those, those are the ones that we've determined are the most popular. Mm-hmm. You're gonna expect to pay anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars for ACE certification, mm-hmm. including the test, and it's going to take you about eight months to a year to complete, depending on your pace. Mm -hmm. The NASM program, I found to be anywhere from $900 to $2,000. So it is a bit more expensive and it could take a year to to year and and a third Uh to finish the requirements for the program. So it is fairly comprehensive. I would just like to add, and I hope this doesn't sound disparaging, but I don't know that I would have felt fully prepared to dive into this as a career solely based on my a certification. When you say it was a little, looked a little bit easier, I know what you're saying. And I feel like a lot of the technical, the hands-on, the physiology, I feel like a lot of that was what I learned and gained through my diploma experience. And I think the ACE was supplementary and, and complementary to what I learned in the course that I took. But I know what you're saying. I, I feel like it might lack a little bit in kind of the hands-on, the technical, the day-to-day. They focus a lot on their own personal spin on how to practice and how to be a good personal trainer, like how to make it personal and and how to create good rapport with the the clients that you're working with and stuff like that. So they add a little bit of the personal side of it. That was at least my understanding. I agree with you on that. I think those distinctions need to be made. And I think if we're going to generalize, looking at the programs themselves, just around the book work that they give, ACE is really focused on exercise mechanics, exercise techniques, whereas the NASM program seemed to be more focused on a holistic human performance perspective, yeah. an overall human performance, not just around the specifics of exercise and the mechanics. Yeah. And I think if you have a really good understanding and like to work out yourself, I think ACE can be a great supplement to that. Because I, I think as you work out and you are, are comfortable in the weight room and you have experience and you're probably delving into a lot of this information as well. So if you're just looking to gain certification so that you can feel confident to, to move into that space, you will learn a lot as you go. You are not going to learn everything that you need to know in either one of those programs. In any program that's out there, it cannot teach you everything that you need to know. I am coming up on my one year mark and I imagine that I will continue to learn every year as I go because you just will come into situations that you you can't be prepared for everything and you just learn and science is constantly changing and evolving and, and getting more specific. And so I think it's the kind of career that you want to get your certification so you can get your foot in the door and you can start to gain that experience and get that continuing education so that you can just evolve with your career. That being said, Janaka, as you alluded to, what were some of the expectations you had going in and what are some of the realities you've learned now in dealing with people practically hands-on yourself? What were some of the things you've learned, either positive or I don't want to say negative, but were learning opportunities for you in this past year? Oh my goodness. The learning opportunities have been endless. (laughs) I think I went into it. I think when you first get out of school, I think it's very, very common to feel 
overwhelmed with imposter syndrome. I think you have this feeling of what am I going to teach these people? Do I really know as much as I think I know? Am I going to come across someone that knows a lot more than me and I'm going to feel stumped? I had a lot of those like self-doubt questions when I first started to dive into it. But I've started to find my stride and find where I'm comfortable. And I have so much learning and growing still to do 100%. And I let people know, I am a firm believer that people need to master the basics. I think I am very, very competent at teaching the basics and teaching why those basics are important. And I think most people in the general population who need to be working out or are are looking to work out need basically to just master those basics. I don't think it needs to be fancy. I don't think it needs to be complicated. I think we need to teach consistency. We need to teach functionality through the movements that we do, proper technique, and just keep it simple. So I am learning that there is a lot of joy in working with beginners. I love seeing people ignite and make that connection with how much control they have over their bodies when they really start making choices in the direction that they want to move. I have seen incredible success with some of the clients that I work with, and that has been so rewarding. That is the biggest reward uh, that comes from working in this business is someone that takes your advice, like totally just takes it into their heart and into their life, and it completely changes how they go about living. You mentioned the basics. Give us an example of some of the basics that the light went off on one of your clients. Yeah, for me, the basics are super easy. They are like squatting, deadlifting, bench press of some form, pulling, rowing of some form, lat pull down. Those basic things, moving in all different planes of motion, those are skills that people need to master. And those are things that you need to work on. I love to let people know that even as a a lifter, who's, I am still looking to perfect those things. The growth doesn't always happen because your muscles are just continuing. You are looking to perfect your technique. And that's why we record ourselves. We are tweaking. We are looking to make those moves more efficient. I don't think everything needs to be a fancy new brand. Like there, there is merit in the basics that go back to a long time history of bodybuilding. There is good that can come from just mastering those basic skills and practicing them on a regular basis. I think practicing and showing dedication in those basic movement patterns will really take you a long way. Now that you've become a personal trainer, I got a couple questions for you. (laughs) The first one is, What's your favorite thing about being a personal trainer? Oh, my favorite thing. Okay, I love people. I love people. And I would not recommend that you go into this business unless you truly love people. I am with people all day long, and it's actually the favorite part of my job. The gym has regulars, and I have learned to love that. Sometimes I'm there as early as 7.30 in the morning. That's usually my first client. And there is that good old boys club that there's a group of older men who love to hang out at the gym. They do a little bit of working out, but they love to hang out at the gym. So that's the feel when I first get there in the morning. And they're super friendly and chatty, and they love to joke, and they're really good-natured. And then there's that like mid-morning crowd. There's waves of people that come and have their regular time. And I love being part of their day. It makes my day to be sitting in my office, working on the computer between clients and having people either come off the floor or heading in to start their workout, pop their heads into my office and just want to chat for a minute, want to chat about workouts, want to chat about their day. And that just goes on all day long. There are people in the gym 
that I feel I brighten their day just by having a conversation with them. And there is no better feeling than feeling like just your mere existence (laughs) in a role makes someone's day, makes someone feel happy. And so I enjoy just kind of those interactions that I have all day long with all of those regulars. They're not all my clients. Some of them are just regulars at the gym, but we definitely have a relationship and that's the best part of it. I love that. And it's so true. There are a few jobs, a doctor, a psychologist, but a personal trainer, you're getting so close to somebody in a very special time in their lives when they're transforming themselves. So I I love that opportunity. I think the most important thing to remember as a personal trainer is that you are there to help someone achieve their goals. It is not about you. I think a lot of us have this idea of a personal trainer as being this like, our commands and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And you're just this like real drill sergeant kind of role that you will take and that people will conform to your way of doing things. And maybe that is the way that some personal trainers go at it. But I have come to realize that the personal part of training is a huge part. And so I am what my clients need me to be. And I am there to help support them reach their goals in whatever their goals are. Their goals might be very different than mine. And most people's goals are very different than mine. And so I need to be there to support them in achieving those goals. I think the joy that they have is in allowing me to be the person that thinks about and plans how they are going to attain their goals so that they can completely defer to me. They can come to me and they know that I will have a plan to help them get to where they want to be. And that is completely dictated by what they want to see for themselves. It's not about me. It's about me helping to create a plan for them to reach their goals. Seeing your different clientele, what are some of the goals people are after? A lot of people want to lose weight. I actually took all of my clients and about Six weeks out from the end of the year, I sent them all a message and I said, let's set some goals for yourself. People often like a time frame to work within. My clients know that I'm not a quick fix kind of personal trainer. I'm not a believer in a short term fix that's going to last forever. But I, I think sometimes it's nice to have a time frame put on measurable success. I have some clients that are students that are simply looking to make sure that they can get fitness in regularly. They're super busy, they have gone back to school, and they want to make sure that they're getting to the gym regularly. And so for them, that is what I ensure. I am contacting them. If they have something come up at one point in the week, I, I don't let them just slide out of it. I'll be like, okay, but what else could I have this time available? I have this time available. And so they use me a little bit more as accountability. But then I have some clients who are really looking to change their health. They are looking to lose weight and, and change the, the health of their body. So one of my clients I've been working with for probably about six months now, she came to me and she was pre-diabetic. Her doctor had given her the little patch and she had a lot of weight to lose and she needed to get her blood sugar levels under control and fitness and health and working out and getting to the gym and doing exercise was a huge part of that. And she's had a tremendous journey. She's lost over 20 pounds. She has just lit on fire. She has she has become so passionate about getting to the gym and doing what she can do and it is changing her health. Another one of my clients, he set a goal to lose weight by the 
end of the year. And so we've had a huge discussion about nutrition and little things that I'm not certified as a nutritionist, but I have a lot of experience and it's a huge part of the conversation that I have with my clients. And he has consistently lost two to two and a half pounds every single week since we started his goal. And I am so proud of him. Like physically, I can see him changing, but he also feels different inside. He feels himself changing. People are starting to notice the change in him. And he's really proud of the progress that he's made. And so am I. So there's a lot of different goals that people have. I have one girl that wants to eventually get to the stage. She's quite a beginner to weightlifting, but I think that she likes the idea of training towards something. So she doesn't have a competition signed up for, but that is something that she would like to move towards. We are getting her consistent in making sure that we're doing a good job of developing all the muscles in her body and kind of working her through very comprehensive hypertrophy in all of those areas. Do you find yourself playing amateur psychologists every once in a while with your clients? <laughs> okay. Therapy is a huge, <laughs> a huge part of personal training. It's a personal relationship. You are having a relationship with people on a very personal level, but you are a professional. There is some sharing of information that you need to keep confidential as a person and as a compassionate being, I want to give advice and I want to be a listening ear. And you need to recognize that this transformation is hugely emotional for a lot of people. I had a man that I was working with earlier this year, and I remember at the one end of one of our workouts, he literally began to cry. And he has never seen himself as someone who was fit or athletic. And the things that we were doing and the, the growth that he was seeing in himself was incredibly emotionally touching for him. And that moment, I will never forget, was a very shared moment. And I recognized that what I'm doing is changing people's lives. And it makes them feel differently about themselves. And it makes them feel differently about how they go into the world. And I take that role very seriously. Not too many people make the connection that when you are healthy of body, you also begin to think better. And mm -hmm. some people don't make that connection. So perhaps him sobbing was a realization of how far he's come. Because when you begin to be disciplined in the gym, it leaks over to other areas of your life where you recognize that the discipline in the gym has results. If there's discipline in other aspects of life, there'll be results. You had mentioned something earlier, though, that I want to tease you with. I think I know <laughs> the answer. But anyway, let's see what you have to say. You have a wonderful physique. People know it. They see it on Flex Friday. Have you ever thought of doing a stage show now that oh. you've conquered <laughs> personal training? <laughs> well, okay. I get that question all the time. It's probably one of the number one questions that I get in the gym is if I'm training or competing for something. Um, I've always said no. And I've always said that it's something I, I, I'm not interested in doing. Because of my eating disorder background, I really worry about the need to prep so severely to get on stage. And I know I stay and I live in a very lean, my body fat is, is quite low on a regular basis. And that is my comfort zone. But I think there's a difference when you're looking to get on stage. I think that gets really, really serious. And I have concerns about going through that process. I have recently started to toy with the idea a little bit more. And one of the main reasons that I would want to do it is to have that on my resume 
as a personal trainer, as something that I have accomplished and something that I can then relate to my clients who want to go through that process as well. I don't know that it's a huge burning desire for me to attack and jump into (laughs) anytime really soon, but I have started to open my eyes a little bit to the idea of of maybe I would do that. What are the age categories? I think if I can wait till I'm 50, then I get into another category and (laughs) maybe I'll wait till I get there rather than competing with people that are so much younger than me right now. But (laughs) we'll see. It's I never say never, but it's not something that I I have burning desire to do right now. I don't know, Jonica. I, I just think in the condition that you're in, I really honestly don't think it would be much for you to to prep for a competition. But if you do, I'm cheering you on. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Not only will Michael cheer you on, so would I and all the Fitbot. So you'd have a cheering crowd with you. So don't worry about that. <laughs> for sure. Speaking of FitBod, so FitBod is an app that acts like a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. It, it functions in very much the same way as a personal trainer. So I'm curious, Jonica, I know you are an avid FitBod user for yourself. Uh-huh. How do you rationalize use of FitBod with your clients? Do you ever program workouts in FitBod for your customers, for your clients? I don't program. I I have my own program that I do with them. And I love FitBod for what it can do with the exercise training. I love its flexibility. I love the ability that I have to track and program my own workouts. But then also on those days when I'm not really interested in thinking about too much in the gym, I love being able to have it tell me what to do. I think that it is a tool for people that want to use that. I think there are different things that are going to work for different people. So for some people, it might not be enough to just have an app that they don't feel accountable to, that they don't have that personal relationship with, that they don't have that conversation. For some people, I think coming to the gym and spending the time with me for that hour is something they really enjoy on a personal level. I think we click, we talk about things, I keep updated on their lives, and it's almost a a personal interaction several times, uh, often a week, and definitely several times a month. I think that there's maybe that personal side of it that will never come from having an app, but the app definitely fills the need for a lot of people. And I don't feel threatened for that. I feel like there is space for something like that in in the fitness space, as well as personal training. I think there's space for both of us to, to be successful. Yeah. And I honestly see FitBod moving into a space where trainers may begin to be able to use it for, for clients like a one-to-many rather than just a one-to-one. So you're not using FitBod for your clients. What are you using? If there are folks listening that are interested in beginning the journey of becoming a personal trainer, what tools are available to help you program for your clients? Well, it doesn't necessarily help me program. It helps me track. Okay. So I use what's called True Coach. So it allows me to do my programming, enter my programming into it and track for my clients. So it's very interesting to have experience with FitBod and then to, to work with something like True Coach as well, because uh, I see a lot of places that True Coach could improve uh, based on my experience using FitBod. And I actually would love, I would love to see FitBod come out with a trainer edition. The ease that it allows for our own programming, for tracking, for history, for all of the things that I need on a regular basis for myself and for my clients is so much further ahead in FitBod than it is in something like True Coach. And I'm often frustrated by the little glitches in in my app that I use with my clients because I'm just like, oh, I know that FitBod would make this so much easier. So I use it and it, it works. And I know a lot of personal trainers use it, but there are things that I definitely feel are superior with the FitBod app. 
Jonica, you mentioned your eating disorder, and we're not going to go into that. For the listeners, if you want to listen to that aspect of her story, we did a podcast on that, one of the first few episodes. But when you think back at that time and now where you find yourself, your personal trainer, did you could ever imagine at that point that you'd be here? And that being said, what's next? Because you're a goal-oriented woman, what do you envision going forward as a personal trainer? Do you ever think you'll own a, your own gym? Uh, no, I don't think I would ever own my own gym. I'm not sure that there seems to be too much of an advantage in my eyes to owning a personal physical space. My brother-in-law and my sister owned, a, owned gyms for, for several years, and so I've watched their experience, and I know the challenges that come with that. You asked me if I ever saw or could have predicted this, and there is absolutely no way. That was like the furthest thing from my mind at that time. I didn't foresee that in my future. And I'm starting to realize and I'm starting to learn that if I put time and effort into the things that I'm passionate about, the road will unveil itself as I go along. Many of you know that I, I started with FitBod and fell in love with that, fell in love with the community, and then that grew. I wanted to share, I feel like the nutrition is a huge part of this conversation, and I share it with my clients. Most of my clients know that I have an a eating disorder background. I am happy to talk about nutrition. I feel like it's something that needs to come onto the table. If people are really wanting to see success in the gym, I feel like it needs to be part of what they are doing. What we do outside of the gym needs to support what we're doing inside the gym. I say that all the time. But from FitBod, we spun off and started several different groups. And one of those was a nutrition-based group that I started called FitBod Foodies. And that was on Facebook. And I started to share my journey there of my food prep, the ways that I was looking to get protein in my diet, the ways that I was looking to keep calories in within my daily allotment, all of those things were just being shared just out of a, a natural wanting to share my process. And so what's next for me actually is I'm taking that to the next level. So I have decided that I wanted to start a YouTube channel with my nutrition and my meal prep experience being shared there and hoping to gain a little bit of a following there and to teach and to help educate people as to the importance of that process. And it was never the intention to go that way. It wasn't the master plan. I, I don't have a master plan. <laughs> so it wasn't like years ago, I sat and was like, okay, first, I'm going to <laughs> start with fitness <laughs> and fall in love with weight training and really fall in love with that community. That, that That's not the way it's worked. It, it's just in the sharing of my journey and in realizing my passion and how much I have to share in that process. It's just evolving into that. So we started a couple weeks back, there was a little class that we did online that just had a great response to it. I did an online meal prep class where everybody shopped for the same groceries and showed up for a Zoom call where we all prepped. And I just led people through that process. And that was just the birthplace of this idea to start sharing that process on YouTube with anybody that wants to learn and grow in that direction. So that's where things are going now. And so I am lift heavy eats well on Instagram and on YouTube. I feel like it's super fitting. I chose that handle a long time ago. And it just seems really funny that things are all falling into place. But like I said, I feel like the road unveils itself as you go along in life. Are there plans for a certification in nutrition in the future? Not at this point. Not at this point. I am realizing that, honestly, I think the knowledge that I have currently is of great value to a lot of people. I think my eating disordered background has actually 
taught me a lot. I learned, I obsessed over calories. There are a few people <laughs> that probably know calorie counts better than I do <laughs> because of that experience. And so I am taking something that was a really negative in my life uh, and turning it into a positive. I feel like those things, nutrition and eating well comes very naturally to me. And I'm realizing that's not the case for everyone. I have pretty good organizational skills. So prepping my meals and getting organized to do that once a week is something that comes pretty naturally to me. So sharing those things that come naturally to me is something that I'm happy to do without a certification behind my name at this point. I want to remind listeners that there are going to be links in the show notes to all of the things that we talked about today, some of the certification programs, as well as links to the FitBot Foodies group on Facebook and links to Jonica's social media, including her brand spanking new YouTube channel, Lifts Heavy Eats Well, <laughs> where she's going to be going live. Well, are you going to go live or is it pre-recorded videos that you're posting? It's pre-recorded right now. I think eventually going live would be really interesting, but I want people to know, okay, you are getting in at the base level right now. Like I am learning <laughs> the ropes as we go. And I love, love, love the community that we have around FitBod because I feel like they have been so supportive of my stumbling and learning along the way. They support me no matter what. And I have a lot of people who are already following me on YouTube and I have two videos <laughs> to my name. <laughs> so I am really grateful for people for just supporting me. They are good. They know that I'm not coming in as the expert. I don't know exactly what I'm doing on YouTube and how this is all going to play out, but I'm just hoping to allow access to the information in a much easier format. And that was really my motivation for kind of going to that channel. So a growing library, that's what we call it. That's it's a growing cool. library of video videos over on YouTube. Lifts Heavy, Eats Well. We'll include links in the show notes. Gio, I don't know about you, but I feel like a piker now. I feel like I need to finish that final certification test. How about you? Same here, same here. And Jonica, before we wrap this up, I have one last question myself is, how has you becoming a personal trainer changed the way you lift now? Oh my goodness. Well, lifting is such a journey, you know that. And so becoming a personal trainer is really an extension of my learning process. But I am so recognizing that technique is so important. Tempo and technique are the two things that I harp on all the time. Slow things down and make sure you're doing them properly. And that will make them the most effective that they can be. Rushing through things and cheating yourself out of form is, is no way to success. And there's a couple of guys in the gym that one of them was my instructor when he used to work out there. I loved watching him. He is this like mammoth of a guy. And he was the master at slow, controlled lifts. There was never ego lifting going on. He was lifting a ton of weight, but it was always very slow, controlled always within good tempo, always with great form. And I just love watching people that are doing it right. So for me, those are the takeaways that you make sure that you're doing it right, make sure that you slow things down and just really take your time to get the most benefit that you can out of those exercises and stick to the basics. That would be my advice. Well, this has been a, a great informative episode. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up this episode on becoming a personal trainer with Jonica Bullock? <laughs> I think I've overshared <laughs> pretty much everything. I would just love to thank the community that we have at FitBod, at the company, and also on the Facebook community. I am so grateful for all of the support that I 
constantly feel from them in all of the endeavors. I feel like I have grown and shared a lot of my experience openly with people in the process. And it has been very rare that I have felt anything other than complete support from people. People are genuinely happy to support me as I am learning and stumbling and growing along the way. So that would be my message that I want to leave is just thank you to the community that I feel so supported by. I love them. Thanks to our listeners. Check out the show notes at fitbod.me slash podcast for all the details from this episode. Download the FitBod app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Use the promo code BUILT for a 14-day free trial. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment and a rating on your favorite podcast network. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.